Powered by Clear Vision Development Group, this is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leader's podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Better Than Before show. I'm Tony Richards. I want to remind you that you need to buy one of my books. I've got two books. One's called The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now. And my newest book released last fall is Journal Like a CEO, 365 Powerful Questions That You Can Use to further your career, be better at business and in life. You can find those at our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. And also, if you have a Kindle, you can download them at amazon.com immediately. On the show today, my special friend Mindy McCubbin is going to be here. She has founded an investing firm for women entrepreneurs. We're going to talk about that. And I also have a section of uh, leadership and business where I'm going to talk about your belief system. What is it that you believe? I'll break all that down for you here on today's Better Than Before. Brought to you by University Subaru. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. The 2020 Subaru Crosstrek. It comes with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, plus an economical 33 miles per gallon. And the Crosstrek has the lowest five-year cost to own in its class for three years running, according to Kelly Blue Book. Love is out there. Find it in a Crosstrek. University Subaru. Homegrown and proud of it. See dealer for details. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant, it doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control, but that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before, and my guest this week is Mindy McCubbin. She's the owner and founder of Truman Wealth Advisors, a boutique advisory firm here in Columbia, Missouri. She's passionate about inspiring successful people to compound both their money and their knowledge about their money. Her firm is dedicated to building and growing the true wealth community, which includes small business owners, entrepreneurs, and successful professionals who are motivated to get more out of life and discover their true wealth. She's a co-founder of a local angel investment group, Como Wine, W-I-N-E, 
with the mission of investing in women entrepreneurs. Her prior experience includes significant asset management experience at Director of Equity Investments of Shelter Insurance Companies, and she was part of a team there that managed over $6 billion of institutional assets. She had primary responsibility for investments in public common stock, as well as private placements within the venture capital buyout real estate and private credit markets. Before she joined Shelter, her previous work experience included various management positions at the Boeing Company. She received her BS degree in finance from Truman State and an MBA from St. Louis University. She also holds the Chartered Financial Consultant Certification. She served for six years at the Truman State University Foundation Board, where she held a leadership role as chair of the Foundation Investment Committee. She also now serves on the board of the Heart of Missouri United Way. Her husband's name is Travis, and they have two crazy kids who show her what true wealth means every single day. Wow, you have, are you exhausted, Mindy? <laughs> constantly, constantly, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> yeah, how have you been doing through all of this COVID stuff? You know, it's been a challenge, I'm not gonna lie. Um, both myself and my husband have full-time jobs. And uh, we also have two kids. I have one that is, uh, a, she's going into her junior year. So she was a sophomore at Rockbridge High School. And then I have another um, child, a son, who is going into the fifth grade. And um, so having two that are in completely different phases of their educational journey, and trying to manage homeschool and working and it's been a little bit of a challenge but we're getting we're doing the best we can just like everybody else is you bet you bet well you know um when the gerbs store was open i used to run into you every now and then so i don't yes. know, i don't know where you grocery shop now i haven't run into you in a while but i always <laughs> enjoy our conversations you're a great friend i love talking investments with you and so I'm excited that you're on the program today. Tony, thanks so much for inviting me and for having me. I'm a big fan of yours. So tell us a little bit, I covered some in your bio, but tell me a little bit about, um, you have worked for some very large organizations, Boeing and then Shelter, and now you're an entrepreneur. How'd you get from, how'd you get through all that? Tell me a little bit about your journey. Yeah, so I spent really 20 years in the corporate world. Um, and, you know, when I started at Boeing, I was in a rotational program, did a lot of different things in corporate finance and sales. And um, in fact, I sold F-18s uh, and F-15s for a while. So that was kind of a unique uh, experience to have. Um, really loved interacting um, and connecting with people and working in a large organization. Uh, you really got to develop great leadership skills. I got to work with some amazing um, executives and leaders that I learned a lot from. Um, but my journey took me to Columbia after 10 years of really climbing the corporate ladder and enjoying what I was doing and learning a lot about how the inner workings of companies um, on the finance side worked. Um, you know, for personal reasons. And because my husband is from Columbia, we moved to uh, Columbia and I switched from the corporate finance side uh, to investments um, and that's when I started my journey at Shelter um, and I uh, started at Shelter 
Um, it's interesting, Tony, because uh, I was at Boeing when 9-11 happened. And so I saw the disruption and was I would actually worked in the commercial aircraft division um, when they laid off 30,000 employees in one day. Um, which so again, you know, just seeing um, all kinds of transition and, and how companies work through that and how to manage through that. When I came to shelter, it was 2007. And we were at kind of the end of that bull market and immediately the financial crisis hit within the within 12 months and so i had a front row seat to just drink from the fire hose of what does it look like when you're uh, when you have a, a large banking crisis and um how do you manage investments through something like that um and i was really lucky that um not only did we manage our way through it with the portfolios that we have and how we invested and i understood the importance of how you need to position portfolios to manage a crisis, um, but also learned a, a, a lot about how Wall Street works, about the pros and cons of things that happen on Wall Street. Um, I learned I had amazing mentors that helped me understand um, the right way to think about investing from a philosophical standpoint. Um, and you know, it was just a really um, uh, amazing experience. Um, the reason, though, I transitioned to being an entrepreneur is I had the uh, just the joy to be able to work with some uh, very smart people in the venture capital space, and always was um, you know inspired and enjoyed interacting with startup companies and with entrepreneurs, and thought, what would it look like if I would go down that uh, path? And so I started exploring that a couple of years ago and thinking, you know, what, where is there a problem that needs to be solved or a gap in the market? And, um, and so that's kind of the genesis of how my company was born. So now you have Truman Wealth Advisors, which is the name of your company. And so tell, uh, tell us a little bit about your vision. Yeah. Um, so I really set out to modernize what, the definition of an advisor um, really is. And, you know, most people, if they think of financial advisor, they think of, oh, that's kind of a stuffy uh, person that, you know, just I give my money to and I, I, I'm not really sure what happens, but they do something with it. And I talk to them maybe once a year or once every other year. Um, and I saw a real gap in the market, um, especially when it came to servicing women and when it came to just the feminine principles of connection and community. Um, and what I mean by that is, is that, um, you know, most of the time people will look at money and they think very much that, you know, it's just financial wealth and building wealth is, is only financial wealth. And I have a, a more of a, you know, my vision or philosophy is, is that it's more than just, you know, wealth is not just, financial wealth and really true wealth combines a couple of different aspects. It combines your, you know, your money, which is your financial wealth, but then there's also social wealth, which is your status. Um, there's also your physical wealth, which is your health. And then there's also time wealth, which is freedom. And so I think you have to nurture and appreciate each one of those areas to really feel true wealth. 
And, um, and there's not a really good process within the brokerage community or within um, the finan financial advisor community to, to go through a process to ask people, what are their values around money? And how can they align the way that they earn and spend and invest their money with those values? And that, you know, you have to balance all of those principles you might have high income um, or a job with status, but that, you know, you, you sometimes can uh, trade off your health and your freedom. And so how can you make sure that those principles are all in balance is, is what I try to work with people. Um, you know, while I do handle their financial wealth and help them to compound, um, compound their wealth, I help them also to point it in the direction that is most right for them when it comes to their values. Well, I love that definition. So if I knew of anybody that I could send your way as an ideal client, what would that person look like so I would know who to send to you? Um, great question. Um, so usually my clients, uh, first of all, they're very motivated and they want to be educated. Um, they also, a lot of times, are looking for someone that can help them outsource a bit of this part of their life uh, because they're trying to work within their own, um, you know, successful businesses or zone of genius. Um, so if you think about uh, a bell curve, so Tony, kind of picture a bell curve in your mind, um, you know, and you just draw a line right down the middle of it. And, you know, the people that are on the left half of that line are, you know, say that they're maybe below average in terms of their success and motivation. Those people usually, I don't work well with those people. They need different types of advisors. They need, you know, maybe a financial coach or they need somebody that is a counselor that can help them understand how best to structure their life and their finances. If you think about the other side of that bell curve, um, you know, you have above average success people that are really motivated, that are driven, they're uh, professionals, they are small business owners and entrepreneurs. And then if you continue and you draw another line and you say, um, okay, what's on the far right side in the tail? Those are the people I would call uniquely successful. So they're very driven, you know, they um, have, um, they have, they have the time and the energy to dedicate to their particular passion and they've been very successful at it. Um, what happens with those people a lot of times is, is that as they build wealth, so you know, if you think about wealth and complexity, um, the, as they become successful in their chosen field, the complexity of their life can um, really increase. And so that's where I like to come in. It's, it's, I like to find those uniquely successful people. They're professionals, they're executives. Um, they, um, they have highly complex lives. And my goal is, is to educate them um, and to simplify some of the complexity and to help them um, also to feel less anxious about their wealth. So um, a lot of times people think, um, you know, if you think about, about anxiety and wealth, um, and you think about your health too, is, is that sometimes people will say, oh, well, as you grow wealth or build wealth, uh, your anxiety is going to decrease. And that's true to a certain point. 
But once you get to a certain point, you know, and you say, the question is for most people, am I going to be okay? And, you know, you build wealth and you, you, you uh, figure out that, yeah, I am going to be okay. And then the question flips from, am I going to be okay to what am I missing? And how can I make sure that I'm not exposing myself to big risks or maybe I'm missing big opportunities? So, um, and, and a lot of times uniquely successful people may be exposed to risks. If you're on a board, if you, um, you know, are traveling a lot or if you um, have a lot of wealth, you are trying to understand what are the risks that I face that maybe um, other people may not face or I don't even know about. So. Yeah, I mean, when I talk to people about um, growing in their executive career or scaling their business, it's not that you have more or less problems. You have different problems, right? Exactly. They're, exactly. They're, they're, a, they're a little more complex and they're a little harder, mostly because the amount of people who get to face those problems, the segment is smaller. So you have less. So it's good that you're doing what you're doing because there's less education out there about dealing with problems because fewer people experience them. So that's a lot of value that you're adding. Is there other value you add to your clients or you help them get better than before? Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I have tried to do, and this is where I feel like I'm trying to go back to my vision of modernizing um, and making, um, you know, in incorporating maybe more feminine principles into what is traditionally a very male dominated field. So just to give you an example, um, so I came from the investment asset management world, which is less than 10% female. And, um, you know, I moved into the financial, the personal advisory space, which is only 25% female. And so from a diversity standpoint, um, you know, one of my goals was to say, what I want to add is some of the principles of community and connection. You know, there's some very masculine principles that tend to be in financial services, which are great. You know, portfolio management is, is a lot about performance and understanding numbers and, um, and, you know, just being very driven. And that's all very important. I'm, I would not discount that at all. And I'm, I'm completely comfortable in that. Um, but I also think community and connection and opening doors for people, especially women, to talk more about their money um, and to talk about that with friends, with their advisors, to be more open and transparent with their spouses about it, um, with their parents and with their kids and trying to have a, uh, a better sense of what do those conversations look like that was one of my goals and that's some of the value add that i try to add to my clients this is we have um a process that we go through that really tries to um not only find what their values are and make sure they're pointing their money towards their values but then also you know what do they want their legacy to be and how can they and maybe part of that legacy is how they talk to their kids about money or how they interact with their spouse about money so I want to ask you some current market thoughts. You know, in, Mar in March, we had a huge dip because the corona fear and anxiety hit. The businesses were being shuttered and shut down. The stay-at-home orders were being issued. And 
we had all this fear and anxiety hit everything. The markets, you know, took a big step backwards. What, what were you telling your clients at that time? So for my clients, um, you know, we go through a process to build a plan that's right for them. And one of the most important things that you can do with clients um, when you're in a crisis like that is revisit their plan and try and understand if anything has changed. And if nothing has changed, then one of my most important uh, goals and one of my most important jobs with those clients is to help them stay the course. And that's because we typically have a plan in place for rebalancing, portfolio rebalancing. So, you know, bond, and everybody talks about the stock market being down in March, but bonds were up. Um, and so selling bonds and buying stocks, you know, when you do portfolio allocation between stocks and bonds, that accounts for 90% of your return over time. Is, is just making sure you have a disciplined, smart process in place um, to be able to do that. And so where, what gets most people in trouble is, is that they, they go back to an emotional state and their emotions dictate what their actions are rather than a process or a plan. And so that's part of what I try and do. And what I was telling my clients is, is that if things have not changed in your plan, then, you know, we just need to follow our discipline process. My favorite line from Warren Buffett is, what's your favorite holding time? And he's like, well, if possible, forever. Right, right. Yeah. And, um, and you know, and so, so for some people, that's the case. And that, you know, they, um, they marched along with their plan. But for other people, there are some people that um, they had significant disruptions, uh, whether it was a job loss or, um, you know, they kind of... Um, they they all of a sudden found themselves furloughed and wasn't sure what that meant. And so for a lot of people, uh, um, you know, it was just walking through and making sure that um, they understood what were the different avenues that they could take to make sure that they felt secure and getting that, them back to a place where they felt like, you know, okay, I have a plan and I know what I need to do going forward. And for small business owners, I spent a lot of time in March um, educating people on the Paycheck Protection Program and other programs that the federal government um, had done uh, to make sure that people were taking advantage of that uh, if they were affected. Well, I think, you know, um, when, one of the things I always liked about our conversations is we would talk about different investors like a Warren Buffett or whatever. And I think, I think when you start to learn more about it, you're like, wow, these guys and, and, ladies have a method you know there's a method to their madness about how they approach the market and you're talking about you have a process with your clients too so tell me a little bit more about the importance of having that process and having that available for your clients yeah so so again thanks for this question i think it's so important and it's one of the most overlooked pieces in financial services where a, an advisor can really add value and, you know, I try to describe it to my clients this way is, is that if you kind of picture, you know, yourself and you're, you're, you're going along and you don't have an advisor um, involved in your life, um, you know, you're going to kind of just end up, you're not quite sure where that is, but you're just going to kind of be on this same path. 
Um, there's other people that, you know, like we talked about that may make emotional decisions or take wrong turns and, and, and they kind of go off the path. Um, and then, you know, if you look at the people who go through life and they, they are able to build really a truly wealthy life where they get to where they want to be, really the difference um, between those people that are very successful in getting to where they want to be and the people that, get, that kind of go off path, it's really drift over time. And so, you know, how can I help someone ride the curve up? The best way that I know how to do that, and this comes from my years of being in the aerospace industry, is checklists. And so I have a series of checklists that we go through to make sure that you're not drifting. And, you know, how can we always be talking about how are you thinking about your freedom and how you want that to look? How are you thinking about your physical health and what are the trade-offs and how much do you need to invest in that? And, you know, how much are you thinking about what you need to do with your money, how you save it, how you earn it? What are the, you know, what are the different pieces that we need to talk about? And, and by having a, a disciplined process, both on the financial planning side and on the investment management side, that's how I feel like I add the most value. So, you know, we combine their life plan with an investment plan, with a financial plan, and use checklists for all three of those areas. And that's how we get to what I, you know, what I described earlier as really a true wealth plan. That's really awesome. I'm so excited that you're making this available to people. Um, I don't really have any other questions. What's a question I should have asked you that I didn't ask you? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, um, oh, one, one question you should have asked me, um, which I would love to share with everybody is, is uh, you know, um, I have been in financial services for a long time and I have seen um, a, a tremendous amount of change, especially in terms of the technology and the ability for people to meet virtually with an advisor. So I am a 100% virtual advisor. So my business from a standpoint of being affected, um, you know, I've been meeting with people on Zoom, I've been doing phone calls, everything I do, I can do, um, you know, on a computer and in a Starbucks, and it's all bank level encryption, very secure. And so just from a standpoint of, can I still be, um, you know, servicing people and helping people, even if I'm not doing that in person, the answer is 100% yes. Oh, that's great. Mindy McCubbin, I've got a standard list of closing questions I ask everybody that comes on the show. So I'm going to shoot these to you rapid fire. Are you I'm ready? excited. Do All it. right. Let's do it. All right. Here's the first one. What's the best memory that comes to mind for you? The best memory? Oh, you know, um, my kiddos and I, uh, a couple years ago, we had a day where we said everybody gets to pick what is their favorite thing to do. And one of my favorite things to do is, is to uh, run and to hike on the Rockbridge State Park trails. And normally I'll go with girlfriends or by myself, uh, but to have my kids and my husband, um, and we were, it was during the fall and it was beautiful and we had our dog with us and it's one of my favorite memories. 
Who's the who's the number one hero in your life? Um, you know, one of my heroes was my mom, and my mom passed away several years ago. Um, but you know, she was always herself. She was a very strong-willed Irish lady. Um, I miss her dearly. Um, we always celebrated St. Patrick's Day together in a big way. She taught me um, that it's the importance of connection and of community and of being true to yourself. And so she, she was always herself. Uh, and she had a little mug that said, tis herself, um, which is an Irish saying. So I get a lot of my fire from her. What's the top value you subscribe to? Uh, integrity. Um, and it is so important in financial services um, because, you know, this this business is it's been uh, fraught with a lot of um, oh, it's hard to say, but there's 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 lots of um, untoward actors that can be in financial services that, that you know, they're they really they're trying to sell you a mattress. Really, what I'm trying to sell you is a good night's sleep. And so, you know, I really believe that. Um, you have to to really put the client first always put the client's interest first and so that's the and you must have a lot of integrity you have to be able to trust not only that your advisor knows what they're talking about um, but also trust that they act in your best interest and so that's what that's what i subscribe to who's the most important person in your life um the most important person is my husband right now is just he has uh really made it possible uh, for me to launch this venture and supported me a hundred percent. Um, it's not easy and it's risky to go out on your own and to try something new and to go out on an entrepreneurial journey. And he has been my biggest cheerleader. What's your favorite thing in the whole world? Oh, my favorite thing in the whole world is, um, running with my girlfriend. So. What's your favorite food? My favorite food is last margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> Anything on the menu? Huh? Anything, yes. Uh, yeah, actually their shrimp quesadillas are amazing. Most beautiful place you've ever visited? Oh, that's easy. Um, so I went to Greece, to Santorini, um, just a couple years ago. And I'm so grateful that I got to experience that. It's just a beautiful country. I hope to get back there someday. And, and again, like when we have this global pandemic going on right now and uncertainty about traveling, you know, that, that is, that's hard to know that I won't have that opportunity. It's tied with Costa Rica too. I went to Costa Rica uh, and, and love that place as well. So. You could describe success in one word. What would the word be? Oh gosh, that's tough. Um, fa just family, family and community. How do you want to be remembered? Um, I want to be remembered as somebody that, uh, was a great friend, was a, was a great daughter, wife and mom, and someone who, uh, was a trusted advisor and helped people in their life. If you could go back and talk to a younger Mindy, what would the advice be that you'd give her? calm down <laughs> it's all gonna be okay chill out uh, chill out it's you're you're gonna be fine um just chill out yeah i love it what's your favorite sound 
Uh, oh, my favorite sound is, is the sound of the coffee maker in the morning. It just, it, that My first cup of coffee in the morning always makes me happy. Out of all the lessons you've learned in your life, what's the best lesson? The best lesson for me has been what is true wealth really look like. And it, look, it, it looks not like money. You know, money and being rich is different than being wealthy. And being wealthy is, is having all the people that you love around you, having your health, having your freedom. Um, and that's what I think is most important. I love your definition on that. Mindy McCovid of Truman Wealth Advisors. This has been absolutely wonderful. And I am sure there are probably people out there who are just chomping at the bit to find out more and to find you and this, that, and the other. How do people find out more about you and how can they contact you? Yeah, sure. So um, just go to www.trumanwealthadvisors.com. You can subscribe to my newsletter. I do a monthly newsletter, so sign up and you can hear my thoughts about life and money and investments. And, um, and so I, that, that's one way that they can get connected and they can be part of the True Wealth community. Um, they can also uh, get a complimentary introductory discovery meeting. Um, I always like to spend uh, some time with someone and just really make sure that we're a good fit before I work with anybody. And so uh, they can sign up for a time directly on my calendar on my website. Well, Mindy, listen, uh, this has been fantastic. I appreciate you taking the time to share all this great information with my audience. And I, I appreciate you. Tony, I really appreciate you asking me. And this was just a blast. I hope you, um, you continue to do well during our uh, global pandemic, but that I, I have no doubt that you're going to continue to put out great content. Thank you. Listen, um, I will have more on Better Than Before right after this. The 2020 Subaru Crosstrek. It comes with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, plus an economical 33 miles per gallon. And the Crosstrek has the lowest five-year cost to own in its class for three years running, according to Kelly Blue Book. Love is out there. Find it in a Crosstrek. University Subaru. Homegrown. I'm proud of it. See dealer for details. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday morning coaching memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday morning coaching memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. I want to talk to you today about the power of belief. People who succeed do not have fewer problems than people who fail. It's not what happens to us that separates failures from successes. It's how we perceive what happens and what we do about what happens that makes the difference. A couple of weeks ago, I had a special guest on the show. His name was Michael O'Brien. Uh, 
He talked about a terrible accident where he was on a bicycle and he was in a head-on collision with this truck that crossed the line and over on his side of the road and he was hospitalized. You can go back and listen to that in our archives. And you want to contrast that with someone's external success like a John Belushi or a Robin Williams. Now, Michael O'Brien chose to consistently communicate to himself that his experience had occurred with a purpose. His internal communication formed sets of beliefs and values that continued to direct his life from a sense of advantage rather than tragedy, even after he was laid up in the hospital bed, he was scarred, he was burned. Uh, John Belushi and Robin Williams are two people that had everything on the external, but the internal was on empty for years before they both died. Long ago, I figured out that success leaves clues. People who produce outstanding results do specific things to create those specific results. I've always believed that if I precisely duplicated what others did, I could reproduce the results that they had. This is called modeling. If you precisely reproduce the specific mental and physical actions of another person, you can get the same results. It's a little bit tricky. Let me give you an illustration that tells you a little bit about how tricky it is. My grandmother used to make the most marvelous blueberry cobbler. Give me some blueberry cobbler from my grandma and some ice cream, and that's just heaven. Now, my grandmother had made blueberry cobblers for years. There's no telling how many hours she had in it. When's the last time you think she looked at the recipe? Probably been a while. And if you asked her how she made blueberry cobbler, she'd say, oh, I just get some blueberries and I get some of this and I get some of that. And then I throw in a little of this and throw in a little of that. And then, I, you know, most people who are really superlative at anything, that's how they tell you they do stuff. It's like, well, I just, I just kind of do this and I just kind of do that. And then it happens. And that's not what happens. They're specifically doing a sequence of actions in a sequence that makes sense to get what they want. If I had the exact recipe for blueberry cobbler that my grandmother had, I promise you the first few times I tried to make blueberry cobbler, it would not be as good as my grandma. But if I kept practicing and if I had a coach and a teacher and someone who observed me and coached me and counseled me and helped me, I could get to the point where I could make blueberry cobbler just as well uh, as my grandmother did, right? It's very possible. And it's very possible for you to duplicate the results of others by duplicating their specific actions if you'll hang with it until you get to mastery. So here's a couple of things you need to think about. First thing is, your belief system. Henry Ford was great when he said, whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, you're right both ways. It's all in your belief. The second thing is the mental syntax. It's the way you organize your thoughts. Mental syntax is like a code. It's like the recipe for the cobbler of my grandmother. 
It does matter the specific timing and sequence in which you do things to get a particular result. Some people go through their day just haphazard. No two days are ever the same. And they just throw a little bit of this and a little bit of that, this, that, and the other. And other people are very intentional and their syntax is very precise about the way they go about things, right? John Wooden, UCLA basketball coach, used to have his practices down to an hour and a half. And he never practiced longer than an hour and a half. And everything was done the same way every single time for the same amount of time. And number three is your physiology. The way your mind and your body link up together. The way you use your body, the way you breathe, the way you hold your body, the way your posture is, your facial expressions, the nature and the quality of your movements, it all actually determines what state you're in. And the state you're in determines the range and quality of the behaviors that you can produce. I've heard people say, oh, I've had a DISC assessment. I know all about my behaviors. Well, there's a lot more to it than just DIS and C. And yes, there's powerful information there. There's powerful data there. But if you don't link it to everything else that makes up a human being, you won't stick with it. It won't make sense. And it's just like a party game. Yeah, oh yeah, okay. Well, I found out the answer to that. What's next? Because we're actually modeling all the time. How does a child learn to speak? How does a child learn to walk? How does a child learn to ride a bike? How does a child learn to drive a car? We live in a culture that's consistent enough so that what works in one place will often work in another place. People who succeed do not have fewer problems than people who fail. The only people without problems are the people who are dead. So it's not what happens to us that separates failure from success. It's how we perceive it, how we process it the meaning we attach to it, what we do about what happens that makes a difference. Henry David Thoreau said, things do not change, we change. So what can you do? Here's a couple of action steps I'll suggest to you. Number one, look around you and find someone who's excellent at some aspect of his or her life, either personally or professionally. You don't have to admire all aspects of that person's life, but you know, it might be someone who's superior in business, for example. Uh, you're looking for excellent characteristics. So they're really a great manager, right? And if you find a person that's a great manager, you want to start to ask them questions that relate to their personal belief system. How to duplicate the mental syntax they have and the physiology will be dealt with. We'll get that in future shows. But right now, we're just going to get down there to their belief system. The foundation of modeling lies in a person's personal beliefs. So you want to ask them questions about what they believe about their success in the area of management that you want to model. So you admire their management, for example, right? So you decide you're going to find out more about what they do that causes their people to love them, to respect them, to want to be managed by them. So you say, let's say this person's name is, is Sam. Sam, what do you believe makes you such a good manager. Now, Sam might be caught off guard by the question and you got to you got to work with him because he's probably right off the cuff going to say something like, "I don't know, you know. 
I don't know, just years, I guess. Just just lucky, I guess. It's going to be a throwaway answer that isn't going to do you any good, right? So you got to probe further. You got to dig deeper. And you have to say something like, well, if you did know what you believed about management and your people, what makes you successful in your career as a manager, Sam? What What would it be? So see, sometimes when you say, if you did know, that's going to allow that person to go beyond their conscious awareness and bring up beliefs that he really does have, but he may not be conscious of them. So he's got to think about it for a minute because you've given him permission to give you a deeper answer. You might even have to ask the same question a couple more times if he keeps to say, well, I don't know. Say, well, if you did know, right? And be persistent and say, you know what? I'm not getting out of this car until we get this answer because I know you know what it is, right? Because you're telling him, you know, you admire him as a manager. So you're giving him compliments. He will he will eventually come out with a belief. And it might be something like, well, I guess, I, you know, I look at my people and I think things to myself. You know, I think they're a great person or I don't know where I'd be without them or they're really dependable or they support every aspect of me. So I, I do things for them. They do things for me and I do things. Now we're getting somewhere, right? You're a belief system detective. People don't become successful by just random chance. There are powerful beliefs in their belief system that are the foundation of their success. And they're the deepest, along with their values, the personal values, their beliefs are the deepest part of them, right? And remember, I'll show you how to change them and, and, and how to install them in a future show. But you want to find at least five. So when you're having this little interview with the person that you look up to or that you admire, you want to have down your number of your paper from one to five, and you're going to be persistent till you get a good deep one, right? So you want to look for five major beliefs this person has about what it is that you think they're a master in. Action step number two, you want to find another person you'd like to model. And maybe you choose someone who's ex excellent in a different aspect of life. You know, if you chose a business context for Sam, maybe you choose somebody else who does something in their personal life that you admire, right? And then you dig out their beliefs so you can model those. And then action step number three, you take the beliefs that seem to really make the difference in these people's lives that you've talked to, and you write them or type them out and put them in a conspicuous place in your house, in your car, at your desk. So you remind yourself of the beliefs that you would like to have about yourself in that area. So that's your assignment. You want to dig out those powerful beliefs because those beliefs are the hidden drivers of success. That's our show today. Better Than Before is brought to you by University Subaru. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4 and also follow our company at Clear Vision DEV. Come on over and join our free Facebook group, Tony Richards Speaker, Author, Coach. And just hit the like button and you're in. So a very low barrier of entry. We post four, three to four things every single day that we feel will bring value to your life, that will be helpful. 
So come on over and join us on Facebook. On behalf of our associate producer, Whitney Coker, and our chief producer, William Foster, I'm Tony Richards reminding you that everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Редактор